you should be, so go check us out. Um, while editing this video, I accidentally deleted all the footage of myself, so you're going to have to deal with this uh, lovely Microsoft Paint picture I made. That's it. All right. Hello, and welcome back, everyone, to Hello. the... What's ha what no, happened? No, what happened? To the two what question happened marks. Podcast with two question marks. No S's in that entire sentence. Season two, episode nine. Owen. Are we sure about that? Yes, because we I said edited... thirteen like four weeks ago. Well, I think you said thirteen. I don't know. Well, because I edited the uh, I edited the podcast the other day and I had to put it up as episode eight. So this is nine. So this is nine. That tracks. I'm your host Ryan. That's your host Owen. Were you expecting me to say my name there? And we actually, this is a crazy episode. We have a theme yeah for the first time in like all of season two for the it's... first time in over a year no we, we finally have a theme, have a theme. in season two uh, tell me one i forget what it was but yeah, we had was. one Today's i don't remember theme is it's fucked up government shit wacky shit that the government did sometime <laughs> <laughs> sorry I, did you want me to say something there and before we get into this week's episode, I, we need to publicly apologize. Okay. Um, there has been a member of our community that has been slighted by us. Ryan did, in fact, touch the child. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's um, it's some pretty big allegations. And, like, I just want to go on record to say that we, we apologize. We did not mean to offend this person. Um, in a previous episode, uh, we were referring to my brother being a chef on a boat. Turns out, he was not a chef, and he got very angry when we called him a chef. He was a chef's bitch. He, uh, he just sort of cut things up for the chef. Yeah, he was it, a chef's cuck, and I don't really know why he was so mad about it, but uh, he was not a chef. He wants us to My clarify. My brother was not a chef. Remember that, folks. Anyway. Either way, speaking of government <laughs> people, uh, so... Um, you have like a 1960s government story. I have a like World War Two ish government story. Mine goes so from just... the <clears throat> from 1953 to 1977. Well, mine goes from 1937 to 1945. That doesn't overlap, uh... believe it or not. Also, they're completely different governments on the other side of the world. Muy interesante. Governments be sketchy, am I right? Uh, I go first. Correct this time around. I think yes. you went first last time. All right. Unit 731 is my topic today. Uh. Have you ever heard of Unit 731, Ryan? No. Manchurian Candidate. Well, I've heard of that. Yeah. We, like, briefly talked about it in the um, psych class I took for one semester in community college. Oh, shout out. Was that the one you dropped out of, or? Yes. One of the two that I dropped out well, of. Well, technically, they, like, dropped your major. So it wasn't really your fault well, on no, one Well, no. So the first... Okay, so the first one I went to, I went for a semester, and they dropped my major. So I went for a different major... And then I ran out of money, so I dropped out. And then I went to another one and then dropped out of that. We've all been there, Ryan. Yeah. We've all been there. Education, man. Am I right? This country. <laughs> so, Unit 731, uh, short for Manchu Detachment 731. Manchu? Manchu. M-A-N-S-H-U. Oh, S-H-U. That sounds yeah. like a name of like a Japanese candy. I only say that because I know there's a Japanese candy called a Haichu. And they're pretty delicious. Also known as the Camo Detachment and Ishii Unit, uh, was a covert biological and chemical warfare research and development unit of the Imperial Japanese Army that engaged in lethal human experimentation during the Second Sino-Japanese War and World War II. Okay. Yeah, that's all I have. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> and that's a wrap, folks. So, like I said earlier, the unit operated between 1937 and 1945. Uh, Unit 731 was responsible for some of the most notorious war crimes committed by the armed forces of Imperial Japan. Oh, really? Uh, I thought just sort of the general grunt in the Imperial Army also committed <laughs> a lot of war crimes. Yeah, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to like politically say this, but you're not wrong. They're not good to Americans. No, no. Or their own POWs. civilians. Dude, they used to do this shit. They would, like, teach Japanese kids back when they were, like, afraid that uh, U.S. was going to invade the mainland. They would, like, teach kids how to, like, run under American tanks with a fucking mine. Oh, how would they get out in time, Ryan? They also did this thing where they were, like, um, they, like, taught kids to, like, just start attacking American soldiers so that, like, they would, like, the soldiers would kill them. 
so that it, it's like a better death than like living as a prisoner or whatever. So like there was this, I was watching this documentary. This is a major tangent, but I was watching this documentary and this like like four year old Japanese girl like runs out of a cave on like Iwo Jima and just starts like punching a American guy in the shin and he just like picks her up and he's like, "What are you doing?" <coughs> but she went out a warrior. She survived. Oh yeah, I mean, if he, that guy like she's took a major his, disgrace to her family, though. You imagine if the guy took out his 1911 and just capped a like four year old. <laughs> Pulls out like a Bowie knife. <laughs> he has a samurai sword. He took off a dead Japanese guy. <laughs> All right, so uh, the unit was based in Pingfang District of Harbin, the largest city in the Japanese puppet state of Manchukuo. 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 I don't know. It's in northwest China. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of that, by the way. So. <laughs> Uh, and they had active branch offices throughout China and Southeast Asia. And this was in 1937, 1930. This was before World War II at the moment. Gotcha. Is this uh, when they were like, I'm not 100% clear on Japanese World War II history. Mm-hmm. Were they like ramping up for war uh, So at this point? Just before this, they fought Russia in a war. Uh, and I think they lost. And Russia like annexed that little peninsula. Yeah, there are a lot of bears. There. There's a great documentary about the bears that live there on Disney+. Plus. My fucking eyes, man. Jesus. Jesus Our lights are just flickering at the moment. Um, but they were fighting uh, China before World War II. Uh, they gotcha. were like trying oh, yeah. to take Ripping over China. And whatnot. Yeah. yeah. Those guys. We talk about that area in this. So official unit 731 uh, was known as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Purification Department of the Kwantung Army. That was their cover story. Like the CIA saying they're with the Department of Sanitation, but really, they're, they're not. They're to cap some fools in the Yeah, <laughs> yep. From uh, the Baghdad Department of Sanitation. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 1932, Surgeon General Shiro Ishii, Chief Medical Officer of the Imperial Japanese Army, and protege of Army Minister Sadao Araki, uh, that's probably not how you say it, uh, was placed in command of the Army Epidemic Prevention Research Laboratory. Uh, Ishii organized a secret research group, the Togo Unit, uh, for chemical and biological experimentation in Manchuria. Uh, Ishii had proposed the creation of a Japanese biological and chemical research unit in 1930 after a two-year study trip abroad on the grounds that the Western powers were developing their own programs. It sounds like it was in violation of um, <coughs> the Treaty of Versailles or whatever. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. But like the, like we just said, we were also doing it. So, Yeah, I'll get there on my story, but it turns out in the 50s, uh, the government, the U.S. had like some fucking chemical warfare agency. And uh, this is basically how the U.S. started that said chemical warfare. We'll get to it at the end here, but it's kind of a fucked up ending to all of this. So uh, one of Ishii's main supporters inside the army was Colonel Chakakahiko Kozimu, Kozimi, uh, I don't know who later became Japan's health minister from 1941 to 1945. Uh, he joined a secret poison gas research committee in 1915 during World War I when he and other Imperial Japanese Army officers were impressed by the successful German use of chlorine gas on the oh, Allies. yeah. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. So basically, like, Japan, since 1915, since World War I, has been, like, wanting to get into, like, biological and chemical warfare. Well, they, put, they picked a great example to follow. Yeah, they did, dude. Um... So, uh, the first base of operation was Zongma Fortress, located in, uh, oh boy, a village located in South Manchuria. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, here prisoners of the Sino-Japanese War were reportedly well-fed because they wanted them to be in normal health for said experiments. Uh, these poor souls being experimented on, uh, like we said, were uh, prisoners from, I don't know why, I just, I just put a redundant sentence in there. But... Wait, they're just prisoners of war? Yeah, for, um, from... The Sino-Japanese War. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. Uh, so, an organized prison riot in the fall of 1934 and a presumed sabotage fire, which led to an explosion, uh, led to the fortress being shut down due to the sole worry of gaining too much publicity and therefore questions regarding the fortress's use. Yeah, you gotta keep all this stuff hush-hush, you know. Yeah. So, in 1936, Emperor Hirohito, Hirohito authorized by decree the expansion of the unit and its integration into the Kwantung Army as the epidemic epidemic prevention department uh it was divided at the time into the ishi unit what wakamatsu unit and the base in hishin king uh i wrote a lot of shit here i don't think any of this is fucking important uh, i will say it's very entertaining yeah. listening to you attempt to pronounce japanese names attempt or nail it <laughs> <laughs> uh 
Uh, so after the Japanese invasion of China in 1937, sister chemical and biological warfare units were founded in major Chinese cities and referred to as the Epidemic Prevention and Water Supply Units. Uh, detachments included uh, Unit 731, Unit 1855, Unit good year. 1644. What? I said good year. Yeah, Unit 8604 and Unit 9420. Uh, all of these units were comprised of Ishii's network and at the height of 1939 was comprised of more than 10,000 personnel. Uh, so this is a big operation. It's a massive operation. It's all throughout. Uh, it spans from China down to Singapore. Oh yeah. So basically everything that China, or that Japan invaded, they just put these like uh, epidemic prevention and water purification department units everywhere. You know, to, you gotta have clean water for the troops. Gotta have clean water, and boy, they did not have clean water. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so a special project, codename Maruta. Uh, used human beings for experimentations. Uh, these human guinea pigs were referred to as, quote, logs by the scientists. That's kind of derogatory. It get, well, it gets pretty bad. Uh, I like to think that, like, you know, they were using it to, like, kind of, like, dehumanize the people. But, in fact, the cover story for the facility was that it was a logging site for the Imperial <laughs> Army. So the logs <laughs> were human beings. And there's, like, quotes from... Um, like the trials that like doctors would go around and be like, yeah, how many logs fell today? Like a lot of timbers today. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> Do you think every time they like actually killed a prisoner, they went timber. Yeah. Dude, just yelled timber. Ooh. Researchers in unit 731 also published some of the results in peer reviewed journals, writing as though the research had been conducted on non-human primates called Manchurian monkeys or long tailed monkeys. Well, I mean, they were close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. So the test subjects were hand-selected to give a wide cross-section of the population. These test subjects, or logs, oh, by the, the at this point, it's uh, civilians. Oh, nice. So the logs, uh, as they so lovingly referred to them, included common criminals, captured bandits, anti-Japanese partisans, political prisoners, the homeless, mentally handicapped, and also, they rounded up also, Jesus, also rounded up the Kempatai military police for... What the fuck? What am I reading here? <laughs> you wrote it, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, oh, oh. They, they also had their own version of the SS rounding up, like, political adversaries. Oh, okay, okay. That's what I meant to say, but I didn't put that in any <laughs> sort of English whatsoever. Uh, so, these poor people range from infants, men, women, and elderly, and they even had pregnant women. Well, yeah, you know, if you gas the mom, does the child die, too? That's a good point. Gotta find that out. I don't actually know if they did that. Can uh, logs give birth? <laughs> A lot of twigs. <laughs> so, uh, Unit 731 consisted of approximately 300 staff in this one specific area, uh, ranging from microbiologists, medical doctors, soldiers, and even janitors, uh, who can, can only imagine did not get hazard pay for cleaning up the rooms. Probably not. They probably just, like, hey, you don't like your mop job? Like, well, you know, look what the rest of these guys are going uh, through. You, you could be you. one of them. <laughs> you want to go in that room? <laughs> Uh, so, Nakagawa Yonizo, a professor at Osaka University, studied at Kyoto University during the war. Uh, and while he was there, he watched footage of human experiments and executions from Unit 731. Stop. Um, Throwback. Osaka University, in our uh, critically acclaimed episode, Whale vs. Dynamite, Osaka University is where they attempted to uh, transport that whale that washed up on the beach before it exploded in the streets. Wait, really? Yeah. I think. I thought it was in California. Or Oregon. No, no, no. That, I had three stories in that episode. Well, I only, I only listened to one. <laughs> well, there was one good one. <laughs> I only remember the dynamite one. <laughs> uh, so he testified about the playfulness of the experiments, saying, quote, some of the experiments had nothing to do with advancing the capability of germ warfare. We just or like killing people. of medicine. Yeah. There was such thing as professional curiosity. What would happen <laughs> if we did such and such? <laughs> What medical purpose would serve was served by performing and studying beheadings? None at all. <laughs> that was just playing around. Professional people too oh, like to play. Just end a quote. good old fashioned goof. Yeah, dude. You know, we were just tussling. <laughs> they performed just a lot of fucked up experiments. We're just gonna keep going. I have a definition here in the middle of this fucking thing for vivisection, and I don't know why. What is vivisection? Uh, the practice of performing operations on live animals for the purpose of experimentation or scientific research. Interesting. And live animals obviously refer to to humans this time. Oh, okay. Unless you don't refer to logs as alive. <laughs> All depends on, you know, your interpretation. Well, they won't be for long. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so uh, thousands of men, women, and children, uh, children and infants in prison were subject to vivisection, often without anesthesia, and usually ending with the death of the victim. 
Well, that's so surprising. I would yeah, not have. Right? I would not have guessed no. that. So, uh, researchers perform invasive surgery on prisoners, removing organs to study the effects of the of the of diseases on human bodies. Uh, they would also infect certain body parts of uh, individuals and then amputate them. Uh, they would also reattach uh, limbs to the opposite side of the body. What the? Try to see what the fuck would happen. I that guess. Seemed like real, like fucking, like Nazi war criminal. Yeah. yeah. Scientist. But wait, shit. it gets worse. Okay. Uh, some prisoners had their stomachs surgically removed and their esophagus reattached to the intestines. Part of the organs, such as the brain, lungs, and liver, were removed from some prisoners while alive. Can I ask you a very important question? Absolutely. Did they ever do a human centipede? It's a Chinese guy in that movie, right? <laughs> no, it's a German guy in the movie. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I'm thinking of the South Park version. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I go there? But I am uh, curious if they ever did a... Yeah, maybe that's where the guy got inspiration. Maybe. He was reading just the Manchurian Candidate or whatever, and was like, I need to do this. Das Hunt or whatever. This is a it. screenplay. They called it Three Dog. Prisoners were injected with diseases uh, disguised as vaccinations to test subjects. Just and like America today. Yeah, man. Don't get your shots, folks. Don't get vaccinated. <laughs> uh, we should probably redact that. Uh, to study the effects of untreated venereal diseases, male and female prisoners were deliberately infected with syphilis and gonorrhea uh, and then studied. Uh, prisoners were also subject to rape and were forced to rape each other to spread the, the uh, venereal diseases Why throughout the camps. Why can they just have like, jerk off in a cup? Because it's hotter if they do it. Like, the scientists are, like, I mean, behind yeah. a one-way glass just jerking off. Dude, you bought the one-way glass. You gotta use it. <laughs> Maybe that's why Japanese porn today is so weird. That's a good point. Maybe. It all stems from Unit 731. <laughs> uh, so, uh, these units were also involved in research, development, and experimental deployment of epidemic-creating bio-warfare weapons and assaults against the Chinese populace, uh, both military and civilian, throughout World War II. So, plague-infected fleas bred in the laboratories of Unit 731 were spread by low-flying airplanes upon Chinese cities, including coastal Ningbo and Changdi. Write that down. <laughs> uh, in 1940 and 1941, uh, this military aerial spraying killed tens of thousands of people via the bubonic plague. It's kind of wild because like, I've like never heard of a second outbreak of the plague. No. Also, can you imagine getting flea-bombed? Yeah, you see that. airplanes fly over, and, and it's just like, like, why am I itchy? Yeah, and you're just like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's just bubonic plague-infected fleas, uh, which just kind of sounds fucked. So an expedition to Nanking involved uh, spreading typhoid and paratyphoid germs into the wells, marshes, and houses of the cities, as well as infusing them into snacks to be distributed amongst the locals. Huh. Uh, like rice cakes, kid? <laughs> Try this one. <laughs> Epidemics broke out shortly after... Uh, to the elation of many researchers, where it was concluded that paratyphoid fever was, quote, the most effective of the oh, pathogens. Really? <laughs> at least 12 large-scale field trials of biological weapons were performed, and at least 11 Chinese cities were attacked with biological agents. And a check on Chengda in 1941 reportedly led to an approximately 10,000 biological casualties and 1,700 deaths, deaths among ill-prepared Japanese troops. See, I've heard of the rape of Nanking and stuff like that, where they just, like, murdered yeah, people, but I've yeah. never heard of this. No, neither have I. That's fucking crazy. I, like, uh, I forget how he got on the subject in the first place, but it's like, they're just fucked. Japanese researchers performed tests on prisoners with bubonic plague, cholera, smallpox, butylism, and other diseases. This research led to the, to the development of the defoliation bacilli bomb, and Was the that... flea bomb used to spread the bubonic plague. <coughs> Bless you. Defoliation is that Agent Orange? Is what you're talking about? No, Agent Orange was uh, what we used in Vietnam. But I thought it was still a defoliant. Well, yeah, yeah. So it's oh, like it's that. just our yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. But their version also had fleas. Yes. <laughs> so that the fleas didn't get caught on the leaves. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, you don't want them up in the trees. You want them on the on no. the people's skin. You don't want the fucking gorillas to get it. <laughs> Whatever they got there. You just want the gorillas to get gorilla cancer. <laughs> Not that they live in fucking. China, but they do have monkeys. Like a lot of monkeys. These bombs enable Japanese soldiers to launch biological attacks, infecting agriculture, reservoirs, wells, as well as other areas with anthrax, plague-carrying fleas, typhoid, dysentery, cholera, and other other deadly pathogens. Uh, during these biological bomb experiments, researchers dressed in protective suits would examine the dying victims. Uh, infected food supplies and clothing were dropped by airplane into areas of China not occupied by Japanese forces. Much like American settlers with uh, smallpox blankets. 
Yeah. Even though that's not true, you know that. I don't know at all. They didn't like intentionally infect yeah, them with smallpox. Just, it's just that we like happened I, to do it. I don't think it. any of that was understood at the time. Yeah, they didn't have. They didn't know what disease. Like, can you imagine was? getting like a dope fucking hat? <laughs> <laughs> and like, all of a sudden you got typhoid. <laughs> like, damn, my scalp a little itchy. <laughs> Uh, so during the final months of World War II, uh, Japan planned to use plague as a biological weapon against San Diego, California. Mm. The plan was scheduled to launch on September 22nd, 1945, but Japan thankfully surrendered five weeks earlier. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> how do, how, why is that not talked about? So they, up until the end of the war, were still planning a, a bombing run against America? Yeah, but they didn't want to just bomb us. They wanted to give everyone typhoid and syphilis. And they wanted to, like, spread the bubonic plague and shit in California. I mean, if all else fails... Biological war- warfare. Yeah. Uh, so the resulting cholera, anthrax, and plague uh, that infected China uh, was estimated to have killed at least 400,000 Chinese civilians. That's pretty fucked. So, uh, yes. Unit 731 didn't just test biological weapons on their innocent prey. They also tested real weapons. Oh, really? Like a bullet? Yeah. Oh, okay. So human targets were used to test grenades uh, positioned at very distan- varying distances in various positions. Flamethrowers were also tested on people. So they were not only just giving people syphilis, making yeah. people rape each other, giving them fleas. Also they also just like burn grenades. people alive. Correct, and like yucking hand grenades at you as you're like tied to a pole. What were the different distances? Like this one's five feet, this one's ten feet, so, this one is in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't actually know. Uh, but I do have an excerpt here from the trials of 731. Uh, so, quote, to determine the best course of treatment for varying degrees of shrapnel wounds sustained on the field by Japanese soldiers, Chinese prisoners were exposed to direct bomb blasts. They were strapped unprotected to wooden planks that were staked into the ground at increasing distances around a bomb uh, that was then detonated. It was surgery for most, autopsies for rest. Yikes. Uh, unquote. <laughs> so, yeah, they, like, just, like, tested... Like, shrapnel wounds and shit. Oh, you'll be this far away. <laughs> I mean, they already had grenades. Like, I feel like, what else can you learn from it? Yeah, I this mean, shit still kills yeah. people. I mean, like the quote from earlier, it's like, they were just having fun behind people. They just wanted to Fuck, do this dude. shit. Yeah, dude. Yo, I didn't, who knew off. Japanese people were so dark? Yeah, right? I feel like a lot of people. <laughs> uh, so, also, subjects were also deprived of food, water, and water to determine the length of time until death. Uh, people were also placed in low-pressure chambers until their eyes popped out of their sockets, Exper- experimented on to determine the relationship between temperatures, burns, and human survival, uh, pumped full of horse blood, hung upside down until death, crushed with heavy objects until death, electrocuted until death, and dehydrated, guess what, until death. Now, hold on. We there's just glossed lot, over there's the a lot more to thing. this. Yeah. Oh, they also injected seawater into people to see if that could be used as like saline. We just we just walked over the whole horse blood situation. Yeah. They wanted to find an alternative to like like oh you know if oh I guess yeah yeah you know if it's a battlefield you're low on blood just fucking I get an IV in your horse and just Damn, pump is it that into a horse Timmy. over there yeah <laughs> private <laughs> get your gun. <laughs> Uh, turns out it wasn't it wasn't compatible. Yeah, believe it or not, it uh, seems to make sense. So, uh, do 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 do. Uh, why horses? Why wouldn't they go for like a monkey? I mean, horses were probably just more prevalent on the battlefield. I guess. I guess. But they already had the monkeys. No, the monkeys were humans. I think we learned. Yes, Never the monkeys mind. were humans. Yeah, they just also logs. <laughs> uh, people were also placed into centrifuges and spun until death. Oh fuck that! Yeah. I would take any other yep. death before that. Just, I hate getting dizzy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but can you imagine you're. you're it sounds awful. It's like that video of that woman getting rescued from that mountaintop. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah in that. Phoenix, and she's going, woo doo yeah. Uh, uh, people were also, in fact, injected with more types of animal blood, uh, exposed to lethal doses of x-rays, subject, subjected to various chemical weapons inside gas chambers, and injected with seawater. Oh, and they were also burned and buried alive. It seems like they really got... Karma for the whole X-ray thing. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I feel like they were just bored at these places. Like, I mean, that's what they said. They're just like, like I don't yeah. know. Can we grab Maybe five guys, works. bury them alive, see how long it takes? But like, what kind of research? I don't know. You just have a guy. You have like a one guy with his ear to the ground, being like, I think I still hear him kicking. <laughs> nah, he's done. Some guy with a long sword, be like, poke the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so in addition to chemical agents, uh, the properties of many different toxins were also investigated by the unit. To name a few, prisoners were exposed to pteridotoxin, uh, which is puffer fish or fugu venom. Oh, fugu. Uh, heroin, Korean bindweed, which I don't know what the fuck that is, and high concentration of castor oil, which is ricin. Fugu is supposed to be really good. 
Yeah, but it's like also very deadly. You gotta have like a fucking like fifty year sushi chef for yeah, there for you. Yeah. Seems like a lot, but yeah. they really like their fugu there. <laughs> it's supposed to be really good. Don't piss off the chef, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, so a former a former army major and technician gave the following testimony uh, anonymously. So in nineteen forty three I attended a poison gas test held at Unit seven thirty one test facilities. A glass walled chamber about three meters square and two meters high was used. Inside of it, a Chinese man was blindfolded with his hands tied around a post behind him. The gas would, was Adam, a, a, Adam site. There was sneezing gas. I'd never heard of that before. Sneezing gas? Yeah, and as the, it didn't make him sneeze, I'll tell you that <laughs> much. He's using rice on people, and then one guy in the next room is just going, achoo. <laughs> uh, so the gas filled the chamber, and the man went into violent coughing convulsions and began to suffer excruciating pain. More than 10 doctors and technicians were present. Uh, after I had watched for about 10 minutes, I could not stand it anymore and left the area. I understand that other types of gases were also tested there, unquote. Uh, one experiment documented the time it took for a three-day-old baby to freeze to death. Fuck, dude. Uh, Army engineer Hasato Yashi- Yashimura conducted experiments by taking captives outside, dipping various appendages into freezing water of, vari- or, excuse me, water of varying temperatures and allowing the limb to freeze. Once frozen... Uh, he would strike their affected limbs with a short stick, emitting a, quote, emitting a sound resembling that which a board gives when it is struck. Uh, ice was then chipped away, uh, with an affected area being subjected to various treatments, such as being doused in water exposed to open flame and heat. So I'm at sort of, like, at this point, like, it was shocking at the beginning, and now I'm just sort of at a loss for words. Yeah, there's just, it, it just, just keeps, keeps it coming. just keeps going, dude, yeah. And it, like I said, the ending of this just gets really, it's just really bad. Because, like, if you just remember everything they did and then I tell you the conclusion of it, it's probably not, it's not the best look. But uh, we're almost there. So members of the unit referred to Yashimura as a, quote, scientific devil and a cold-blooded animal uh, because he would conduct his work with with strictness. Uh, So he was described by a member of Unit 731 in a 1980 interview. Uh, oh, excuse me. He's talking about a grisly scene that that Yashimura made. So, quote, two naked men put in an area of 40 to 50 degrees below zero. Uh, re- researchers filmed the whole process until the subjects died. The subjects suffered such agony that they were digging their nails into each other's flesh. Oh, to, like, kill themselves faster? I don't know. I mean, negative 50 degrees is, like... You're probably not going to feel a lot if it's negative 50. That's, a ver- that's naked. It's valid. Yeah. Your dick's freezing off you. Yeah, what freezes first, your fingers or your dick? Hopefully not your balls. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Well, your balls are more central, but they're and they like can, both and they can on recede. the exterior. I don't know. Prisoners were infected with syphilis and forced to have sex with each other. I already said that. So the outcome. So Russia was actually like getting closer to invading Japan than we were at the time. And Japan was more afraid of being invaded by Russia than being invaded by the U.S. They obviously didn't know what we had. Uh, (laughs) um, But anyway, so they were more afraid of the Red Army. Uh, So with the Red Army coming in August of 1945, the unit had to abandon the work in haste. Ministries in Tokyo ordered the destruction of all incriminating materials, including those in Ping Fang, which is another one. Uh, Potential witnesses, such as the 300 300 remaining prisoners, were either gassed or fed poison, while 600 Chinese and Manchurian laborers were shot to death. Fuck that. Uh, Ishii ordered every member of the group to disappear and, quote, take the secret to the grave. And every member was also issued a uh, potassium cyanide capsule in case they were, like, captured. Well, Um, I mean, clearly didn't do a great job because we know all this shit. Yep. Uh, so skeleton crews of Ishii's Japanese troops blew up the compound in the final days of the war in an attempt to destroy evidence of their activities. Uh, but many of the structures within the compound were sturdy enough to remain intact. So they couldn't even do a good job. Well, they probably like set the bombs, hit the thing, took a capsule, and then didn't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like I said, they were more afraid of the Red Army than the U.S. for some reason. So once Imperial Japan finally surrendered, uh, U.S. service members stayed behind to organize Japan's official surrender because uh, the U.S. and the U.N. like took over Japan for a mm-hmm. little bit. So among the individuals in Japan after its 1945 surrender was Lieutenant Colonel Murray Sanders. Um, Sanders was a highly regarded microbiologist and a member of America's Military Center for Biological Weapons. Sanders' duty was to investigate Japanese biological warfare activity. At the time of his arrival in Japan, he had no knowledge of what 731 was, and thus no knowledge of their atrocities. Until Saunders finally threatened the Japanese with bringing the Soviets into the picture, the Japanese shared very little information about biological warfare with the Americans. Uh, and naturally, uh, the Americans did not want this information to fall into Soviet hands. 
So the Japanese wanted to avoid prosecution under the Soviet legal system. So the very next morning after Saunders found this out, uh, Japan sent a, uh, well, a resolution. So Sorry, real quick. Was were, was the U.S. and the USSR at odds at this point? Uh, or well, the U.S. was just like, well, we just don't want anybody. Yeah. Even well, our allies yeah. well so I, they were allies, but I think they were kind of like, well, we don't really like, like these fucking allies. guys. Yeah. 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 Um, so they don't want the information that Japan J- Japan had to fall into Soviet hands. So they made a deal with the devil. MacArthur. So Douglas MacArthur was in charge of that entire section of the war the the world at the time. You know, like the Philippines. Tommy Lee Jones from the film Emperor. Also, yes. Oh, he was the quote supreme commander of the Allied powers, responsible for rebuilding Japan in its post-war Allied occupation. Was MacArthur the guy who got fired for like <clears throat> calling the president incompetent because he didn't want to use bombs in Korea? I think so. Okay. Yeah, he was a good guy. So Saunders took this in- information to General Douglas MacArthur, uh, and Douglas MacArthur secretly granted immunity to the physicians of Unit Seven Thirty One, including their leader, in exchange for providing the U.S. but not other wartime allies with research on biological warfare and data from human experimentations. Everyone got away with it. Fuck that! All dude. because the U.S. is so fucking greedy. Fucking freezing babies to death. Yep. Like, uh, Jesus the, Christ! Everyone got off, including the leader. Uh, American os- occupation authorities monitored the activities of former unit members, including reading and censoring their mail up until their death. The Americans believed that the research data was valuable and did not want other nations, particularly the Soviet Soviet Union, to acquire data on biological weapons. It's really fucked. That's it. it. That, that that's how it ends. Is Douglas MacArthur and the U.S. wanted the information, so they cut a deal and didn't prosecute a it single even member. Doesn't seem like that valuable information. Like, oh yeah, no. typhoid kills people. Wow, if you, babies freeze yeah. to death. If you bury someone, they die. Horse blood doesn't work <laughs> yeah. in a human. Wow, like. seawater doesn't work. Wow, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So they got off in the end. Fuck it's that. fucked, dude. It's fucked. But yeah, that's uh, Unit 731. And like, why the fuck don't we talk about this in like any history class whatsoever? Uh, like at all. I don't know. Do me a favor. Just check if that's recording. I'm going to do an even more of a favor to you. And I'm going to turn down the heat. <laughs> it is very warm in here. Dude, you need to... Here, hold on. It's never this warm in Audience. Life. Audience. We're going to get a first-hand account. Listen to this radiator. Just ate that. <laughs> oh, I just drooled. <laughs> Ugh, you're gonna cut that out, right? <laughs> oh, no, that's staying in. Whoops. Oh, that was Ryan, by the way, and not Owen. <laughs> uh, it's on camera. 1953, Owen. It's like a. It's like I was there already. Anti-communism hysteria rages through America. Great song. McCarthyism is on the rise. The Rosenbergs were executed. Remember those? I don't actually remember those people. Two Jewish but... people, and everyone were like, they're communists, even though they weren't communists, and the fucking uh, U.S. executed them. McCarthyism, the can Red Scare! I think we can establish the U.S. has done worse. <laughs> uh, we will get there. Um, and the Cold War was at its height. Um, tensions between the U.S. and the USSR are, are at an all-time height. They are at an all-time height. How tall is that? Uh, like 10 feet? 7, 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, the U.S. was in a constant fear of Russian spies and secret agents. Oof. In 1953, a secret CIA experiment was conducted. Wait, on. time the fuck out. Sorry. We're talking about secret CIA stuff. When was that your Kremlin man, the theremin guy? Was that during this? Was I that for- during this right? <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I, th- I want to say it was in the 50s. Oh, sorry. But that's another great uh, reference to another episode. This secret project would be called MK Ultra. Ooh. Um, it began in 1953. Do you know a lot about MK Ultra? Uh, I, I, I like watched a doc one time, but it was years back. Okay. Well, so like, yes, but not a lot. We're going to get into some specifics, and they are very <laughs> kooky. <laughs> so it began in 1953 and was reduced in scope in 1964 and again in 1967. And was halted in 1973. So it ran for literally 20 years. Okay. Uh, it was organized through the CIA's Office of Scientific Intelligence and coordinated with the United States Army Biological Warfare Laboratories, which I didn't think we were allowed to have because of, oh, you know, um, the fucking Nazis 
Or the Japanese. (laughs) Or the Japanese, apparently. (laughs) But the reason we had those, Ryan, because of the Japanese. (laughs) Um, The program engaged in illegal activities, including the use of U.S. and Canadian citizens as... Why Why Canadian? Wait, where was this? Where is this located? In the U.S. and Canada. We'll get there, but in the U.S. and Canada. Okay. Uh, What what do those poor souls have to do? (laughs) Uh, It engaged in the use of illegal activities, including the use of uh, U.S. and Canadian citizens as unwitting test subjects. Yeah, I feel like that's the worst part, is that they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't even... Like, at least the guys... They weren't aware what was happening. The guys on 731 were aware what was happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, so experiments were co- uh, carried out under the guise of research at more than 80 institutions, including colleges and universities, hospitals, prim- uh, prisons, and pharmaceutical companies. Wasn't uh, Charles Manson an unknown? We'll get there. Um, the CIA operated using front organizations, although some top officials at these institutions were aware of the CIA's involvement. Okay. Um, the project was headed by Sidney Gottlieb. Um, but uh, began on the order of the CIA director, Alan Duels, uh, on April 13th, 1953. Friday the 13th? A- April 15th. Oh, you said 15th? April 13th. Yeah, I was going to say, what if it's a Friday? It's going to be a perfect storm right there. <laughs> um, its aim, Owen, yes. was to develop Ryan. mind-controlling drugs for use against s- the Soviet bloc in response to alleged Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean use of mind control techniques on U.S. prisoners of war during the Korean War. Okay. So basically, the U.S. hears about all this, like, wacky shit that other countries are doing where they're, like, able to control people's minds, and we're, they're like, well, we since they're doing it, we got to do it pretty much. Obviously. Yeah. Um, since they're freezing babies, we got to freeze babies. <laughs> you got any horse bloodline around? <laughs> um, the CIA wanted to use methods... Uh, on their own captives and was... Wait, what? The CIA wanted to use similar methods on their own captives and was uh, interested in manipulating foreign leaders. (laughs) Manipulating? (laughs) Interested in manipulating foreign leaders with such techniques. It's kind of hot. It often included... Like the ambassador of, of like, Bermuda or, like, actual, actual, like... They go to, like, Haiti and they're, like, they fucking dangle a watch in front of them. (laughs) Um, it often conducted experiments without the subject's knowledge or consent. I feel like that's illegal. Um, we'll get there. <laughs> um, in the early 50s, the CIA experimented with... This is kind of how it started, was in the 50s. In, like, 53, they uh, started experimenting with hypnosis. Ooh. Um, experimental goals included creating hypnotical induced anxieties uh, hypnotically induced uh, increasing ability to learn and recall complex written material studying hypnosis and polygraph examinations hypnotically increasing ability to observe and recall complex arrangements of physical objects and studying relationship of personality and uh, susceptibility or susceptibility to hypnosis that was a mouthful, but basically I they're didn't trying to like, a fucking word of that. They're trying to use hypnosis to make people like anxious, make people smarter, and they're trying to see what type of personalities are more susceptible to hypnosis. Okay, um, I feel like that's a pretty. That last part seems fair. Yeah, like if your boyfriend just broke up with you, like can I like hypnotize you to kill a president or something? Exactly. Like Meg in that Family Guy episode when she's a Russian uh, sleeper agent. Never seen it. What? <laughs> um, At least I hope I'm referencing the right thing. So this is a very broad and involved topic. Um, there's no way that I can fully cover yeah. all of this. So we're going to get into some specifics on. So as you like to point out, um, the thing that I, I have a coaster. I know. I have a co- You can put it on the coaster right now. I can't. My, my labrum doesn't allow you me. You know to- what? I don't need to do this. You know what? I'm out. I quit. Yeah. I quit. I'm done, Owen. I'm done. He's bringing the mic with him. So you have no idea how high done. I can fly. <laughs> so while he's gone, uh, we can introduce another uh, host here of Paul. <laughs> but I don't think he's going to come. So we're just going to sit here awkwardly. And we're going to wait. I threatened uh, I threatened to replace you with Paul. <laughs> I watched that episode of The Office last night. That's why I did that. Which episode? The one where he quits and, and he, he says, says, you have you no know, idea no, how high I can, I can fly. fly. Steve Carell. That's why I said that. Quote, unquote. 
We make fun of The Office. Why'd you watch it? It was just sort of on while I was trying to take a nap, and I was very upset. <laughs> I watched, uh, fuck, what it, what's it called? We Built a Zoo or whatever? Oh, great movie. I was up, so I got an hour of sleep last night. I, I first should have napped today, but it didn't. So I was up at like 2 a.m., and I was just like, fuck it. I'm not going to be able to fall asleep. So I just watched We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Scarlet Joe. Most people call her Scar Joe, not Scarlet Joe. Scarlet Joe sounds like the name of a name guy named Joseph who's killed a lot of people. Because blood is scarlet, red. It's creative. <laughs> so, Owen, oh, as you always like to say, that I talk about way too much, let's talk about LSD. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> two weeks in a row. Over the over MK Ultra's lifespan, uh, the CIA spent um, an estimated ten million dollars or more. Uh, roughly adjusted for inflation, that's eighty-seven point yeah, okay. five yeah. million dollars on say, LSD. I was gonna say ten mil doesn't seem like a lot. Cause... Eighty-seven million dollars on LSD, Owen. I Could mean, ju- you imagine? Just for. <laughs> <laughs> um. So one MK Ultra or one project, once Project MK Ultra got underway in April nineteen fifty-three, experiments included administering LSD to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and prostitutes. So how would they go about this? Like, would they just, like, have a, have an agent in a prison or, like, a hospital or something? Or were they just, like, swapping needles and shit? Uh, we'll, we'll get there. Okay. Because um, this seems like some deep cover shit. So, yeah, they, they were giving it to mental patients, prisoners, drug addicts, and prostitutes. Or, as the CIA like to put it, people who could not fight back. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. You can't say <laughs> um, that about a prostitute anymore. Also, they're called sex workers now. It's a whole thing. This was 53. I'm allowed to say it. Okay, fair enough. Which, like, if I'm talking about the 1800s, I'm allowed to say. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, boy. You're lucky we're not that big, because we would not last. <laughs> Didn't say it. I wonder if our sponsor from last week's really happy. <laughs> <laughs> so the CIA also experimented with uh, drugs like barbiturates and amphetamines. Okay. Can you uh, explain to me what those do? So barbiturates is basically, um, what's Versed? What's that kind of drug called? Bar- barbiturate. <laughs> was that a GABA glucamate inhibitor? Dude, you just sound like you were speaking Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> um, GABA glucamate. <laughs> I ordered some glucamate <laughs> with my filter fish. It came out raw. <laughs> um, or barbiturate is basically like, like a sleepy time meth. Yeah, just yeah. Um, and then amphetamines is meth. So <laughs> there's two opposites there. One sleepy, one. <laughs> so uh, quite often the barbiturates uh, in some of these experiments, barbiturates were given to a person first, and then right as the, at the point where they were uh, trying to fall, where they were oh, about seriously? to fall asleep. The amphetamines were given. Oh, dude, that's that's the worst. So you're being like edged in sex, <laughs> drifting off to a fucking pitch beautiful. black sleep, beautiful no sleep. dream, and then you just get fucking rocked awake with a shot of meth right in your arm. That sucks. Sounds like a good fucking time, dude. Um, they also used drugs like heroin, morphine. Do we have to be honking, guys? Some people. It's like fucking five p.m. Jesus Christ. Mid traffic day, you know. I think they're trying. It's a winter weather advisory out there, Ryan. You know that? Oh, yeah. It's supposed to freeze. It's supposed to all freeze over. It is. Anyways, uh, they use drugs. They also use drugs like uh, heroin, morphine, temazepam, which I think is like Versa. A family of lorazepam. Yeah. Uh, mescaline, psilocybin. Ooh, psilocybin. Scopolamine, alcohol, and sodium pentothal. Sodium pentothal. Uh, sodium pentothal is like that truth-telling serum. Oh, does that actually work? Uh, it doesn't actually like force you to tell the truth, but it it allegedly like lowers your inhibitions so mm. much that you're like willing to say anything. Is how it works, I think. I'm not. But it also like that. gets you like super out of it. Yeah, I'm not making the joke. <laughs> <laughs> What's the joke? No, no, I didn't say anything. <laughs> that you'll like fuck anybody too. That's true. <laughs> I was gonna say you need it, but <laughs> not you specifically. Like, you need not. Not nope. <laughs> nope. Keep saying it. Nope. You, you know I don't have to do this. You have no idea how high I can fly, Owen. Oh, that's round two. It's funnier the second time. Um, <laughs> I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Owen, oh, in one case, uh, they administered LSD to a mental patient in Kentucky. How'd he do? For 174 consecutive days. Oh my god. <laughs> 
Do you just get used to it at like 120? Are you just like, yeah, I'm So good. like LSD is like a weird drug. Like you always hear about some people who take it once mm-hmm. and like just go crazy. Yeah. yeah but it also just like breaks them. Like constant use of it can induce psychosis, like irreversible psychosis. Yeah. But if you're already, uh, if you're already crazy, like I guess it doesn't really matter. Does it make you normal? I don't know. It also didn't really say, like, what kind of mental patient he was. He, like, could have had depression. We'll get there later, but they often did this to just people with depression. Jesus Christ. Um, so sad. To so, already sad people. So I found one lady, one case of a lady who went to uh, see a psychiatrist in Canada because she was going through depression. So Canada, eh? Almost yeah, made it. In Canada. And her psychiatrist was secretly being paid by the CIA to mm. treat people with massive doses of LSD. Okay, so... The, uh, you, you might cover this in the end, but like, were those people also held responsible, or was it just the CIA? Um, or were of, was anyone even held responsible? Sort of. We'll get there. Okay. All right. Um, so, what do you? Like, what, you're just working at a doctor's office, and just a man approaches you wearing sandals and like pants, sandals and jeans. No, that's what I cool assume. CIA guys today. Back then, they would wear like a fucking suit with uh, like, sunglasses yeah, indoors. They look like Men in Black. Yeah, they'd have a fucking black briefcase, and they'd be like. Ma'am, we're um, <laughs> we're here to talk to you about a special in- initiative we think you'd be interested in. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, it's like I they live call, in Canada. <laughs> that's why they call them spooks. You know, like a CIA spook. I'm not talking about. <laughs> I genuinely don't know what you're talking about. Because I remember I played Black Ops and you know Hudson or whatever. They're like, ah, this CIA spook came down from Washington or whatever. I'm gonna cut this out. Uh, so, oh, and it turns out that uh, administering large doses of LSD to this poor woman who wanted to kill herself did not help her depression at all. That kind of um, surprises me. And she got worse. I think you'd be living life at that point. Um, so one site used for experimentation was the uh, Allen Memorial Institute at McGill University in Montreal and was run by a doctor named Ewan Cameron. You're, uh, or Ewan? Ewan McGregor, probably. E-W-E-N. Yeah, it's Ewan. Okay, Ewan Mike, Cameron. Your mic condom's coming off. Fuck, thanks. For, I don't want to get. I don't want to get this mic pregnant. Nah, you can't get another disease in that thing. Um, fun fact: I've been to McGill University, beautiful campus. Where is it? Montreal. Oh, Quebec. Yeah, Montreal is the Americans say. Ah. Um. So a group of patients went to the. Allen Memorial Institute in Montreal seeking therapy for various illnesses. Okay. It could have been anything from like something mental or like my knee hurts. Okay. Um, instead, uh, they were given uh, electroshock treatments. Uh, <laughs> like how bad are we talking? Uh, so they're given electroshock electro electroshock th- treatments. Well, we don't call it therapy because it doesn't work at all. Um, and would also be drugged for periods of up to 60 days. With LSD. Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Right. Um, so in their drug-fueled stupor, um, experiments used, or experimenters used what was called psychic driving. Um, this is a uh, technique uh, which involves a constant repetition of repeated phrases played on a tape machine over and over and over. I read... Like, one of the things I read said that they would play it, like, 14 million times in a day. Jesus, fuck, that's a lot. So they just like drug you. Like expression, or? Well, it, I couldn't find what the tape like said. Like, the dog walks I, at midnight, like, that kind of thing? I even found, like, one um, case where a guy was in this, and he, um, he was drugged so bad that he, like, he was drugged He was drugged up, and then they would do this uh, psychic uh, driving thing just over and over and over. But he was like, he was so out of it that he like couldn't really understand it. But so then he like got out of the experiment and then, but this like tape would like haunt him. Huh. But, and he had like constant like anxiety and depression over it. But because he was so drugged up, he couldn't remember what the tape said. Huh. Okay. But like, he wasn't like in his like legal case to like find out what the tape said. They wouldn't give it to him. Really? Which I think is like the whole like point of like a sleeper. Yeah, it triggers you. That's yeah, like yeah. what happened so with like Megan in the Family Guy episode. Yeah, you say like the dog walks at midnight and suddenly you get a gun and you shoot. Yeah, and then all of a sudden you're like a fucking Superman. Yeah, yeah. Speaking Russian and shit. Yeah. 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 So yeah, they would do this shit all the fucking time. Um, they would also be, and this is a really fucked up one, they would be injected with paralytics. Ooh. So they're just laying there unable to move. 
and then they would be injected with LSD. Jesus Christ. So they just have to fucking sit there and trip the fuck out, helpless. You can't do anything. Ugh. Um, One patient named Mary Morrow uh, went to the Institute uh, for Depression, the, like, Allen Institute, because she was experiencing depression, and she was treated with sleep therapy and given um, electroshock treatments. Now, sleep therapy... Oh, and... Just give you a bunch of Versed? No, they just... They fucking... They drug you the fuck up with, like, a fuck ton of meds to the point where you basically can't move. Yep. Now, normally, um, these electroshock... Uh, electroshock treatments, uh, the way it works, like you put paddles on somebody's head and you mm-hmm. hit a button once and it would deliver shock and then that was it. And you'd normally do it two to three times a week. But this one poor lady <laughs> would be given six shocks at a time um, and she would get them daily. Oh, God. It said that she got like 67 times the amount of electricity in her brain than <laughs> anybody else. <clears throat> was she admitted here? Or did she come back every day? She, I believe she was. I like believe a, all these people who went to this institute were admitted. I was gonna say, like, you're a drug fiend at that point. If you because you go there thinking shock. like you're there for like legitimate <clears throat> medical treatment, and then suddenly you're drugged up and you can't leave. Yeah, that sounds fucking awful, dude. So, Jesus Christ. Um, this one lady who was just constantly, and this is sorry, this is still in Canada. This is still in uh, Montreal. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this one lady, Mary Morrow, um, described the experience like this: I was suspended in space in a deep black hole. I had no idea that I was a human. I was without knowledge of my appendages. I had no sense of solidity. I was floating. I was completely disoriented. I thought I was an orgasm. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like Wait, that's what? how out of it she was. She thought she was a floating orgasm <laughs> through space? Yes. Dude, that's a trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, one patient went to the institute with a mild case of like uh, neurotic, like a neurotic condition. So just like a little bit neurotic, like our friend, you know him. Meat hook, Meat hook. Oh, One of the most neurotic motherfuckers oh, I've meat ever hook. met. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yelled at him, or yelled by, yelled at by him for the weirdest shit. Yeah, because he's just so neurotic. Yeah. So one of these uh, patients went to this place uh, with a mild neurotic condition and came out several years later. Oh, that's tough. With physical brain damage and a complete change of personality. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So um, some would say it worked. <laughs> who knows if it was for the better yeah um so one report found uh stated that a professor of psychology whose name was redacted from the fucking oh, report come on um traveled to a prison whose name was also redacted the prison was also redacted yeah okay uh, to experiment on an unknown number of inmates jesus Christ. using a drug drug called bobolocapnine so was this psychologist working with the CIA or is he just paid by the CIA? Like, was he a psychologist with the CIA or was he just paid off? Um, like, was he straight and narrow for a while until some fucking black suit bitch just came up to him? I'm a, it's unsure. Huh, I, I, okay. I, don't, I mean, his name's I, redacted. I couldn't find it. So. I don't know if it's known. I, yeah. we, I'll, I'll get there in a second. Yeah. But, um, so the reason behind the, uh, him going to this place and using Bobolo. Bobolo Campine. Sounds like a fucking Pokemon. Um, Bobolo Campine, I choose you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the CIA received reports that Russians were doing the same. Oh, yeah. So obviously you have so to do it. So naturally yeah. you got to do it. Yeah. So that report was from 1977, and okay. it was later revealed uh, due to the Freedom of Information Act that the guy's name was Dr. Robert Heath, who traveled to Louisiana State Penitentiary to drug inmates. And it's still like unknown how many inmates he drugged. Um, but what is Bobolo Bobolo Capnine, you ask? I did. Um, it's an alkaloid. Okay. I don't really know what that means. Um, which, quote, inhibits the reflexes and motor activities for uh, strained muscle. It has been used in the treatment of muscular tremors and vestibular nystagmus. Oh, fuck. I know nystagmus is the thing with your eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and vestibular is a vestibule. <laughs> yeah. Um, so have you seen, do you remember this from your school? Um, there's like some, we went to the same school. Well, I learned it in my first school, not my second school. Oh, I thought you were talking about our, no. So I, there's this thing, I forget what it's called, but it's like, you see it sometimes in like really bad, like schizophrenia or like dementia where like people will just sort of sit like this, like their arms, like outreached and they'll just like stay here. And you can move them like a puppet, 
But I don't think I've ever experienced. But anytime you like move that. them, they just sort of stay where where they are. I don't think I've ever seen anyone like that. No. I I think I've seen it once, and it's really weird. But basically, this drug does that. So okay. you give it to them, and then they go rigid. So you're like in the K hole, essentially. Kind of. I guess it's a disassociative. I don't know. Um, it says it, it can cause uh, catalepsy, featuring the curious symptom of waxy flexibility, and the state uh, produces uh, produced by the drug has been uh, compared to akinetic mutism, which I don't really know what that means, but wa- that's the waxy <laughs> flexibility I was talking about. Okay. So basically, like... I'm saying a lot of big fucking words you, right now. You, you're in a position... Yep. Like, let's say your arms are above your head, and somebody comes down and moves your arm on your dick. Like, you're not like you, you're not able to move your arm yeah. away from your dick, but it will stay there. You're like a marionette. But yeah, like, pretty much. You're like yeah. a weird puppet yeah. once you, they give you this drug. Um, I don't really know what the logic like behind trying to use this yeah, why specific the drug was. Yeah. Um, but they also... Uh, so fun fact, uh, they also administered LSD to CIA employees. Oh, nice. Military personnel and other government or doctors and other government agents. But they also give it to doctors. Yeah. Oh, dude, um, can you imagine going for a routine checkup and your doctor's just fucking tripping on <laughs> LSD? <laughs> um, so one thing that I found was there was a, like the head doctor for the CIA gave this one guy. Um, a bunch of LSD in a hotel room without his knowledge. Okay. And the guy fucking jumped out a window and killed himself. Oh, did he live? What did I <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, and it, it was like ruled as a suicide, but it's the CIA, so they very well could have... He could have just been freaking out, so they pushed him out a window. I have no idea. I have a question for you. Yeah. Okay, so just being... As paramedics, you show up to that scene, you write the paperwork. Where does your report go? <laughs> Do you think the CIA just erases your fucking report? The like, CIA, do you think they come up to you and is like, listen, motherfucker, you didn't see well, anything. They probably just fucking drug me, just shove some shit up my ass and fucking throw me in a dumpster. Dude, we do that every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so LSD and other drugs were often administered uh, without the subject's knowledge or informed consent, which, um, Owen, I would like to inform you, is a violation of the Nuremberg Code the U.S. had agreed to follow after World War II. It's also, I feel like... That it mainly pertains to like international stuff, right? Like you can't do it to international. Do I mean, they're doing anybody. it to Canadian, but they're also doing it to all fucking citizens. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Um, so the aim of this was to find which drugs uh, would bring out deep confessions or wipe subjects' mind minds clean and program them as a quote robot agent. So they wanted like a truth serum. And also something that would just make you into a fucking mindless robot. So they they had like kind of a couple purposes. They like they wanted to either like get a prisoner of war, be yeah. able to like get all the secrets out of them. Um, I get that. Potentially it's program a sleeper agent, but then the whole wiping the mind thing is. Um, they said they used it on CIA agents who were retiring. Oh, so it's literally so like the fucking secrets, neuralizer and Men in Black. Yeah. So if they knew any like government secrets, they would just like load them up with a fuck ton of drugs. So they wouldn't remember. And then they would just sit in a wheelchair the rest of their lives, <laughs> staring out a balcony window. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so the CIA um, is using all these crazy drugs and doing all this illegal shit to try to produce mind control effects, right? Did it work? Uh, not really. <laughs> so let's let's talk about my favorite part about. Operation MK Ultra. Okay. And it's called Operation Midnight Climax. Oh, dude, that whoever named that was horny as fuck. So, <laughs> we'll get there. Oh my god. So Midnight Climax was a subsection of the MK Ultra program. Dude, that's a great name for a band. Midnight Climax. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Midnight Climax coming to your theater Friday night. Hello, Cleveland. We are Midnight Climax. <laughs> Why Cleveland? Um, yeah, Real so it was, party it, town. <laughs> it was a subsection of MK Ultra, and it was um, its aim was essentially the same. However, um, Operation Midnight Climax was not conducted in hospitals or universities. Instead, oh, and, and this is my favorite. Please part, tell me it's universities. Prostitutes. Oh no! On the CIA oh, that's why they payroll. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish this sentence. My tax dollars. <laughs> Prostitutes on the CIA payroll were instructed to lure clients back to safe houses where they would be surreptitiously uh, piled with a, a wide range of substances, including LSD, and monitored behind one-way glass. Jesus Christ, can you just want like a fucking nice handy in your car while your wife's waiting for you at She's home? She's like, no, we gotta go to this specific <laughs> spot, and then you're fucking gone for like four days. Jesus Christ. So... The prostitutes were instructed to use, uh, instructed. Where was this? 
Um, this was just sort of all over nationwide. Yeah. Um, so the prostitutes no were, were instructed in, and this is my one of my favorite sentences. They were instructed in the use of postcoital questioning <laughs> uh, to investigate whether the victims could be convinced to involuntarily reveal secrets. Okay. Um, the victims were sometimes uh, fed subliminal subliminal messages in attempts to induce them. Uh, to involuntary actions, including criminal activity such as robbery, assault, and assassination. Hmm. So they basically get a woman to f- drug you, fuck you, and then while you're in the pillow talk phase, she goes, rob the liquor store. <laughs> or some shit like that. While there's guys just sitting on the other side of the room. Well, there's like four dudes just smoking cigarettes yeah. with headphones on and like a fucking yep. reel-to-reel recorder. Jerking each other off <laughs> to your recording. Um, so many of the CIA operatives involved in the experiment... Um, Voluntary, voluntarily indulged in the drugs yep, and prostitutes for recreational yep. purposes. I knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shocker. Other objectives included finding drugs uh, that could uh, incapacitate entire buildings. How the fuck? Poisoned uh, via poisoned food, which would create, quote, confusion, anxiety, and fear, and other symptoms such as headaches and earaches. Oh, no, my ear hurts. Everyone's, I can't go to war. My ears are ringing. Everyone's tripping around you, and you're just like, my eardrum. <laughs> um, so these drugs uh, could also have amnesia effects, uh, effects which were used uh, for use of foreign spies following interrogations, and also the retiring CIA agents, which we talked about. Mm. Um, another aspect they tested uh, was the effect of combining LSD and isolation where subjects would be dosed and isolated for months at a time oh, with God. minimal food and water. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and then a quick sidebar. Uh, it was later discovered after all this shit came out due to the like Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. Um, uh, prolific cult leader Charles Manson was in regular contact with physicians on the CIA payroll from the MK Ultra program. So was he part of the program, or was he ex- was he being dosed without his knowledge? Because he was also a cult leader, so maybe he was. So this is also I couldn't find a lot about this on the internet. This is also me like remembering from the Joe Rogan podcast because there's a guy who wrote a book about this. I haven't read it yet. It's chaos. Uh, yeah, chaos. Shout out. Um, but there's like Manson would like regularly go to a public health clinic which nor- generally functioned as just, like, a doctor's office. Um, but he would bring all his, like, weird hippie groupies with mm-hmm. him. And, like, he would get LSD from this doctor. Huh. So it's, like... It's a fucking hookup. It's really sketchy. Like, was he just... Were they... Was Manson the one... Yeah, Like, exactly. monitoring these bitches? Or yeah. was, like... Were they attempting to get Manson to do something? Yeah. It's super fucking sketchy. Maybe they really did hate Sharon Tate. Maybe this whole thing... Was because the CIA hated Sharon Tate. But it seems like the Sharon Tate murder was like, like the the reasoning behind the Sharon Tate. Like, have you ever heard the reasoning for the Sharon Tate mm-hmm. murder? It would like cause a race war. Yeah. The Manson and his children would hide in the ground, and then they would like come out, and they'd be the only white people. Maybe they thought that because they were tripping balls. That seems a lot more fabricated than. Like, yeah, that's They were fair. just doing all this weird experiment to see if he would do it. And then he was able to convince people to do it because yeah. of. MK Ultra. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's actually that's a valid argument there, yeah. Um so you were asking about consequences. There was they I couldn't find a ton about like the repercussions of this. Okay. Um I know there were like a couple cases where it was like public like that one guy who jumped out the window. Yeah, that's public, his, yeah. His family sued. They got like $750,000 for like wrongful death or something like that. But he was also an army member. Um I don't know how much because the CIA destroyed a lot of these documents. Oh, I'm not surprised. No. Um, but like one of the one, the one of the documents I found, which was on CIA.gov. Go fucking research this shit because it's fucking bananas. Um, like one of the ones I found of that prison doc of that guy going to the prison and drugging inmates. They only found it because it was like filed in the wrong place. Of course. So presumably the CIA didn't know they like. Yeah, they fucked up on yeah. that. Yeah, um, so they're hiding a lot more than we know, is what you're saying. Probably still. Yeah. So I I don't know how much of, like actual payouts they had to like people who they fucking drugged. Yeah, um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but what was it? Eighty five million dollars on coke or LSD? Eighty five million dollars on LSD in a span of twenty years. Yes. Where are they buying that from? Well, all these doctors were like manufacturing it for them. Oh shit! Really? All um, right. Didn't yeah, know if Pablo was just making fucking bank. Yeah, but he mostly sold, like, fucking weed and I cocaine. I just wanted to say Pablo. I wanted to bring him into it. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Anyways, that's all I have. Damn. All right. Well, we just talked fucking crazy. Uh, two nutty stories. Uh, not as funny as our uh, episode pri- uh, yeah. previously, but prostitute uh, thing was pretty funny. Uh, God. Uh, logs. Uh, Ooh, yikes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that seems like the definition of what happened right there is just what the fuck. Like we don't know what happened. That's the crazy part. Well, we know what happened in mine. Well, at least in mine, there's like a lot of like fucking uncovered, yeah. like undiscovered yeah, shit. Yeah, there's there will never yeah. fully come out. All right. Well, so uh, that's a sad episode. <laughs> uh, make sure you uh, follow us on Instagram. It's what happened underscore pod. You can send us your own fun facts, and I'll feature him. Oh, you didn't have a fun fact this week. Well, I, yeah, I didn't. Nothing fun happened. <laughs> I don't know. So sad. Um, yeah, uh, send us your own fun history facts. Well, or you know, just send us any facts you like. Could be a personal fact. I don't know. Also, uh, we are now posting these episodes up on YouTube as well. Uh, You can finally see Ryan's gorgeous mustache in person. So, uh, yeah, hit the... uh, There should be a link in our bio for it. Yeah. On Instagram, which is what happened underscore pod. Make sure you do it. I'll kill you if you don't. Like I said, he's very 